The Merry Bakers at Relevant Radio present Episode 25, Making Amends. Scrooge had not gone far into the outside air when coming towards him he beheld the two portly gentlemen who had walked into his counting house the day before and said, Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. It set a pang across his heart to think how these gentlemen would look upon him when they met. But he knew what path lay straight before him, and he took it. My dear sirs, how do you do? How do you do? I I hope you succeeded yesterday. It was very kind of you. Uh, A Merry Christmas to you both, good sirs. Mr. Scrooge? Yes, that is my name, and I fear it may not be pleasant to you. Uh, Allow me to ask your pardon, and will you have the goodness to accept... To accept a contribution? A contribution, Mr. Scrooge? Yes, I would like to make a contribution to your fine fund providing for the poor, if that would be acceptable. But, Mr. Scrooge, when last we spoke... Please, please, I would like to... Well, come, we are in the open street, but let me whisper in your ear. Would you have the goodness to accept a thousand crowns? Lord, bless me! My... Dear Mr. Scrooge, are you serious? If you please, uh, not a farthing less. Uh, A great many back payments are included in it, I assure you. (laughs) Will you do me that favour? My dear sir, I don't know what to say to such munificence. Don't, don't, don't say anything, please. But come and see me. Will you come and see me? Mr. Thomas, wasn't it? And Mr. James. Yes, Thomas, sir, indeed. I will, sir. We will. Thank you. I am much obliged to you both. I thank you fifty times. Bless you both. And a merry, merry Christmas. He went to church and walked about the streets and watched the people hurrying to and fro and patted children on the head and questioned beggars and looked down into the kitchens of houses and up to the windows and found that everything could yield him pleasure. He had never dreamed that any walk, that anything, could give him so much happiness. In the afternoon, he turned his steps towards his nephew's house. He passed the door a dozen times before he had the courage to go up and knock. But he made a dash and did it. Yes, sir. May I help you? Is your master at home, my dear? Yes, sir. Where is he, my love? He's in the dining room, sir, along with mother. I'll show you upstairs, if you please. Thank you. He knows me. I'll go in here, my dear. He turned the dining room lock gently and sidled his face in round the door. The assembled friends and family were looking at the table, which was spread out in great array, for these young housekeepers are always nervous on such points and like to see that everything is right. Fred! Dear heart alive, how the sisters and their friends started. How his niece by marriage started. Scrooge had forgotten, for the moment, about her sitting in the corner with the footstool, or he wouldn't have done it on any account. Why, bless my soul. Who's that? It's I, your Uncle Scrooge. I've come to dinner. Will you let me in, Fred? Uh, Scrooge? Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. My dear uncle. 
My dear, dear, dear Uncle Scrooge, you've come at last. Uh, come in, uh, come in and be merry. Uh, and merry, uh, merry is the kettle on for tea. Here, let me take your coat and scarf. We'll do up the fire. No need to keep them on in here. Well, you have made... Let him in. It is a mercy Fred didn't shake Scrooge's arm off. He was at home in five minutes. Nothing could be heartier. His niece looked just the same. So did Topper when he came. So did the plump sister when she came. So did everyone when they came. Wonderful party. Wonderful games. Wonderful unanimity. Wonderful happiness. But he was early at the office next morning. Oh, he was early there. If he could only be there first and catch Bob Cratchit coming late. That was the thing he had set his heart upon. And he did it. Yes, he did. The clock struck nine. No Bob. A quarter past. No Bob. He was a full 18 minutes and a half behind his time. Scrooge sat with his door wide open that he might see him come into his own dismal little cell, a sort of tank. His hat was off before he opened the door, his comforter too. He was on his stool in a jiffy, driving away with his pen as if he were trying to overtake nine o'clock. Hello. What do you mean by coming in here at this time of day? I am very sorry, sir. I am behind my time. You are? Yes, I think you are. Step this way, sir, if you please. It's only once a year, sir. It shall not be repeated. I was making rather merry yesterday, sir. Now I'll tell you what, my friend. I'm not going to stand this sort of thing any longer. And therefore... And therefore... I am about to raise your salary. Sir? A Merry Christmas, Bob. A Merry Christmas. You are serious, sir. Oh, most serious. Most serious indeed, Bob. I'll raise your salary and endeavor to assist your struggling family. And we will discuss your affairs this very afternoon over a Christmas bowl of smoking bishop, Bob. Uh, make up the fires and buy another coal scuttle before you dot another eye, Bob Cratchit. A merry Christmas, Bob. A merrier Christmas, Bob, my good fellow, than I have given you for many a year. Scrooge was better than his word. He did it all, and infinitely more. And to Tiny Tim, who did not die, he was a second father. He became as good a friend, as good a master, and as good a man as the good old city knew, or as any other good old city, town, or borough in the good old world. Some people laughed to see the alteration in him, but he let them laugh, and little heeded them, for he was wise enough to know that nothing ever happened on this globe for good, at which some people did not have their fill of laughter in the outset. And knowing that such as these would be blind anyway, he thought it quite as well that they should wrinkle up their eyes and grins, as have the malady in less attractive forms. His own heart laughed, and that was quite enough for him. He had no further intercourse with spirits, but lived upon the total abstinence principle ever afterwards. And it was always said of him that he knew how to keep Christmas well if any man alive possessed the knowledge. May that be truly said of us and all of us. And so, as Tiny Tim observed, God bless us, every one.
Thank you, dear listener, for joining us as we listened to Mr. Charles Dickens read A Christmas Carol in 1843. It has been a privilege and a pleasure to host you at the Royal Victoria Theatre in London, England. We hope that you've had a wonderful and blessed Advent and that your Christmas day is filled with the presence of family, the company of friends, and the love of God. It's been our privilege at the Merry Beggars at Relevant Radio to bring you our production of A Christmas Carol. We hope that it's brought you and your family much joy and many laughs this Advent season. We know that we've enjoyed making it. Because of the generous support of previous donors, we've been able to reach over half a million downloads with the beauty and redemption of A Christmas Carol. Now, as we look towards next year's productions, would you consider supporting us with a gift so that we can reach even more families next year? We have a lot planned for 2022. Among other things, we'll be producing an original 22-episode mystery series called On the Night Train. It's an adventure in which we follow two young kids in the 1800s as they race a train across America, solving mysteries and saving the day. And as always, this entertainment will be completely free, without ads, for everyone, forever. Your support helps us work with the actors, writers, and artists we need to develop and produce these original stories. We're really proud of A Christmas Carol, and we can't wait to share with you what's next. If you've enjoyed A Christmas Carol and want to help the Merry Beggars' future productions reach even more families, go to themerrybeggars.com support. Your support is tax deductible. That's themerrybeggars.com support. But for now, on behalf of the Merry Beggars and Relevant Radio, this is Peter Atkinson wishing you a Merry Christmas. May God bless you, keep you, and until we see each other again, Merry Christmas, everybody. Do you want to hear more stories that bring joy to your family? Go to themerrybeggars.com and click donate. There's a link in the description to make it easy. Your donations make all our future shows possible. And if you're enjoying this show, help other families discover the Merry Beggars by leaving a review and sharing this podcast. It really helps. God bless everyone. Come back to TheMerryBeggars.com to listen to new shows from The Merry Beggars. Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol was adapted for radio by Peter Atkinson and Buzz McLaughlin. The narrator was performed by Peter Atkinson. Charles Dickens was Zubin Painter Eddington. Ebenezer Scrooge was Scott Lynch Giddings. Fred was Gabriel Fries. Mary was Michaela Elise Fox. Bob Cratchit was Andrew Lachlan Cawley. Topper was Elliot Brotherhood. The portly gentlemen were Sean Proctor and Josh Kahn. And Fred's daughter was performed by Audrey Edwards. Sound design by Teresa Ambot and Kevin Conroy. Sound engineering by Kevin Conroy. Casting and production was by Peter Atkinson and Michaela Elise Fox. Singing was provided by the Lincolnshire Relevant Radio staff, the Choir of St. Peter's in Volo, and the Merry Beggars Ensemble. The Merry Beggars is the entertainment division of Relevant Radio, bringing Christ to the world through the media. Merry Christmas, everybody.